Amen, amen. Hey, well, good morning, Power Place. Uh, glad that you joined the worship with us uh, this morning. Uh, excited that you're here. Go ahead and just welcome your neighbor to the house. Uh, welcome them to, to what God wants to do. Uh, it's already been such an incredible morning. Uh, anybody in, in, just so in awe of what God is doing? Yeah. I mean, it, it, is, it is incredible. It is amazing to be a part of what God is doing in this house. Um, and pastor, or pastor, uh, honestly, let's give it up for Ryan. Ryan, like I was about ready to say Pastor Ryan. I don't know if he has any like, aspirations to be a pastor, but man, he breaks down the word. The Lord speaks to him in such an incredible way. So thank you for all that you do, Ryan. Um, but as Ryan was saying, the power place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily. And I just want to highlight that word daily this morning because uh, this relationship is not just a Sunday thing. Right? This is an every single day thing that the Lord wants to continue to partner with you as you grow, as you develop, as you enter into that relationship with him. Man, there's a life change on the other side. Right? There's empowerment on the other side because we're going to be empowered by his spirit and his word so that we can engage, so that we can help others experience what we've experienced. Amen? Amen. Uh, well, this morning, I'm going to share something with you guys that you probably already know, uh, but how many of you guys are aware that we have some pretty incredible students in this house. Amen? Amen. I'm, I'm the student's pastor here. My name is Pastor Luke, and I have the privilege and the honor of uh, interacting with your students on a daily basis. And it is incredible, and it blows me away uh, what the Lord is, is doing in the hearts of these students. And uh, this morning, I simply want to honor them for their heart that is open. That, that we, have, we have students in this house that already at, the, at their young age are aware that this is, is, is temporary, right? What, what the here and now, what we're experiencing on a daily basis is temporary, right? And, and we're living for so much more, the things that, that are eternal, right? We, we have students in the house that, that have such a desire and a hunger to see his face, right? It, it blows me away on Wednesday nights, seeing like students just laying in the altar. All that they're here for is, is to simply encounter him. And so this morning, man, I want to honor our students. Um, so go ahead and just give it up for them one more time. This is what God is doing in their life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And this morning, I, what I felt to do with, with our, our time this morning is I'm simply going to honor them uh, by challenging us with things that I've been challenged with personally by our students. How many of you guys know that, that there's, there's, there's power in, in being sharpened by one another, right? It talks about as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And I, I know that uh, they have challenged me, and I know that they're going to challenge all of us as well. And you're, you're probably sitting back in your seat, you're thinking, wait, our students are going to challenge us? Like, they're the ones, I, I go home with them. I don't know if you understand, but like, you don't understand maybe some of the things that I see at home, Right? And I get that, but man, there's, there's things that the Lord is doing in them that I've personally seen and encountered with them uh, that we're going to be challenged by this morning. And it's, it's, it's uh, biblical, right? And, it, and it's, it's healthy. We see it in, in 1 Timothy 4.12. When, when Paul, he, he's writing to his, his son in the faith, Timothy, Timothy, he says, don't let anyone think less of you because you're young, but be an example to all. Right? Be an example to all believers, every single one, not the ones that maybe are younger than you or your age. No, it says, be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way that you live, in your love, your faith, in your purity. 
So a, a small challenge that I would have for, for us this morning is maybe, maybe even those that are a little bit more uh, well advanced in the years, uh, you may know who you are, maybe a little bit more gray or, uh, up top, right? Maybe not as much up top. Like, go ahead and like, li- like watch and listen. This younger generation, they, they've got something that, that God is doing in them that if, if you'll watch and if you'll listen, it's going to challenge you as well. And so this morning, we're, we're going to learn uh, from these students. Um, but before we do, just a, a side note and just an encouragement to all of you. Man, when you, when you see a, a student or, or, or someone that is, that is younger out there in the lobby, go ahead and just time out, pause, and ask them what the Lord is doing in their life. Just simply ask them what the Lord is doing in their life. I, I can guarantee you that you're going to be blown away and that you're going to be blessed. Because as I was praying for, for today and, and what the Lord would have for us, I felt him, him clearly show me that there's something that is so powerful about a unity among generations. Right? So, so the value that, that we were talking about this week is unity. Right? A house divided against itself cannot stand. And the other thing that we, we always talk about is that we choose to lean into intentional conversations because hard conversations lead to health. And can I, can I tell you this morning, I, I'd never seen it the way that I saw it this week as I was praying. I've always thought of, man, it's, it's that fighting for unity. It's, it's unity there. But also, it's the hard conversations with the people that maybe you don't really know very well. Right? The, the people that you've, you've never had the time to step back and just have intentional conversations with. Can I tell you, man, be intentional with your conversations out there because they're going to challenge you. They're going to encourage you. They're going to help you. Right? Because there's unity that is going to happen among generations in this house that's already beginning that I, that I know is going to be so powerful. Right? A, a unity that the Lord is going to use as we advance his kingdom here. Man, so, so be challenged this morning. Right? Have those intentional conversations with maybe someone that you've, you've never connected with before. Right? Or someone that you're looking at and like, hey, like they're, they're young, but I'm going to be challenged maybe by some of the things that, they're, that the Lord is doing in their life. So this morning, God, we just pray. We pray that you would just come and uh, as your word is spoken, God, we just open our hearts to receive today. God, I pray that you would just would pierce our hearts this morning. But as we dive into your, your scripture and your truth, God, I pray that it would, it would pierce the hardest of hearts, Lord. But I pray that, that uh, your, your word would just uh, be a light before our path and a lamp before our feet. But I pray that your Holy Spirit would just come and just anoint the house this morning. God, I pray that it would not be my words, but your words. God, I pray that you would just speak to us this morning and just, just move our hearts, I pray, in the direction that you want us to go. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. 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 So the, the first thing that I, that I simply want to highlight this morning that I've seen in our students that can be a challenge for us all is simple. It's intimacy. Intimacy. Someone say intimacy. What is intimacy, right? It's, it's simply a nearness, a closeness, right? It's, it's knowing someone so well that you, you, you can uh, like know what they're going to say before they say it. Maybe that's your spouse. Like you're looking at them like, hey, I know what you're thinking before you even say it. I can, I can tell it in your face, right? I can, I can tell it with how you're uh, acting, right? That, that's an intimacy. It's a nearness. And this, a couple of weeks ago, I was so moved by one of our, our middle school students. Um, a few weeks ago, we were worshiping. I was kind of behind. And one of our middle school students, I watched as he went and he began to pray over other students during our worship moments. And I just felt like it just moved my heart. And I talked to him after service and I was just, hey, like, 
I was asking him, but what was that? And he, he just told me that the Lord just impressed him on heart to simply go and pray, right? To go and to pray into what the Lord was doing in their life. And it moved me because I've got this middle school boy, which I mean, I don't know if, where you were at as a middle school boy. I wasn't there, right? You think, go ahead and just think back there. But I have this, this middle school boy that he's going and he, he's praying for his friends. Right? He's, he's hearing from the Lord and he's allowing the Lord to move him right, to pray and to believe for someone else. Right? It's, it's the intimacy and it's that nearness that just so impacted me. And the last few years, I've, I've simply asked the word for a Lord, a, a simple word from the Lord for this group. And uh, the word that the, the Lord gave me two, two years ago was intimacy. Right? It's, it was it's simply intimacy. And I've been challenging our students that their number one goal every single day is simply to meet with the Lord. Simply to meet with the Lord. Because so many times we get caught up in this and that and what, what's happening here. We get caught up in our, our 10-year goal or we get caught up in you know, the, the, the next big thing. And simply, I've been challenging them and telling them, hey, if, if you meet with the Lord today, that's enough. Right? That's the most important thing that you could ever do with your time today. Right? If, if nothing else happens, right? if you've met with him, if you've heard from him, if, you're, if he's like pushing you along, right? that's enough. That's your number one goal. It's that intimacy from him. And we can learn from this. So many times we get caught up with that deadline, right? that, 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 that next thing. When the Lord is saying, hey, the most important thing, it's simply that daily encounter with him that daily encounter with him. In James 4.13, we see this. Look here, you who say today or tomorrow, uh, we are going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We will do business there and make a profit. How, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your, your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while and then it's gone. When you ought to say, if the Lord wants us to, you see that? If the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you are boasting about your own pretentious plans. And all such boasting is evil. Remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not to do it. This verse is showing that, man, we're that, that, that mist, that vapor, right? Just we're here today and gone tomorrow, right? It's, it's man, make today count. Make, make your life count. Live for the things that are eternal, not the things that are temporary, and a challenge that I would have for you this morning is, man, have you asked the Lord about it? Have you asked the Lord about it? Those things that you're thinking about are really good ideas. Like, man, I'm so excited about it. I'm just, I'm just jacked of what, what, what is happening here. It's like, no, like, have you asked the Lord about it? Is, is, what, is this what he wants? Is this his plan? Are, are you close to his heart and he's, he's sharing you with you and, and download the, downloading those things in you? Is that what, what he's desiring? Right? Or, or are those your thoughts? what you would have. Because there's, there's something that is so key that, are, that our students are understanding at that young age. He's all that matters. Right? He, he's all that matters. If he's pleased, what else matters? Right? If he's, he, he's uh, pleased and, he, and he's uh, like just glad of, of what I'm putting my time to, my hand to, or what, I'm, what I'm spending my, 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 my efforts in, like, that's all that matters. All the striving for other things is meaningless. Yeah. Man, so we can learn from their intimacy, their nearness, their closeness. 
Number two, the second thing that I've seen in our students that we can be challenged by is an undignified praise. An undignified praise. We, we, we experienced it this morning. We, we, we uh, walked in it this morning, an undignified praise. What's so cool to me is that uh, on a Wednesday, um, on Wednesday nights, we have a room full of students, right, that, that normality and that, that culture would say, hey, I'm just worried about what this person thinks. Right? I'm just worried about what they're, what they're saying about me or, or how I appear. But what's so cool is on Wednesday nights, we have a, a room full of students that they're laying in the altar. They're kneeling before the Lord. They're dancing. They're, like, they're, they're, going, they're going for it in worship. Right? They're, they're experiencing undignified praise and what happens on the other side of that undignified praise. Right? They're, they're experiencing the life change that takes place when you simply say, hey, I don't care what, what else happens. I just want to meet with you today. Right? And so every Wednesday, uh, one of our students, they, they lead us in our, our pre-service prayer. So on Wednesday nights, we have pre-service prayer before our, our service begins. And then every Wednesday, uh, a specific student leader leads us in that moment. And uh, they, they pray throughout the week. Uh, and so what the Lord would have them share and what the Lord would have them lead us into. And it was so cool because a few weeks ago, uh, one of our student leaders was praying in a pre-service uh, prayer and she was feeling like the Lord laid on her heart undignified praise and joy. Undignified praise and joy. And what was so cool is uh, after that, that pre-service prayer moment in service, that's exactly what happens. Right? We, we experienced uh, undignified praise that led us into a moment of joy. Right? We didn't even get to our message that night because we were simply entering into worship and joy came. We had another student that that night was filled with the joy of the Lord to the point of she was rolling on the ground just laughing because of the joy that she was experiencing. I mean, these are middle school and high school students, right? That, that's just not normal. And like, like that, that is incredible. Like to, to, to be at this age and experiencing what they're experiencing in the Lord. Can we go ahead and just give it up one more time for our, our students, what God is doing there? Yeah. Can I just tell you this morning, the, the Lord comes where he's welcomed, right? The Lord comes where he's welcomed, and they're experiencing him because they've simply welcomed him in the room, right? He, they, they, he comes where he's welcomed. He's, he comes where he's honored, and he's being honored in these moments. And what was so cool is that student leader, right, she was able to connect the dots. So she was in her own personal prayer time with the Lord, uh, felt the Lord saying, hey, like, we need to pray for undignified praise and for joy, right? And she, she led us in, that, in that, that time of, of praying for that corporately in our pre-service prayer time. And then that's exactly what happened. She experienced being able to be a vessel and be used by him, right? And it was a, a moment where I talked to her afterwards and she was just blown away that she heard this from the Lord and then it happened, right? It's, it's that relationship that she was, man, she's stepping into, man, like, God, I'm hearing this. This is truly what you have for us and watch what happens. Watch what happens. So number three uh, this morning, the third thing that, I, that I've, I've so witnessed and experienced with our students that we can learn from is simply coachability. Coachability. And, and what is coachability? It's simple. Right? It's the ability to accept coaching. It's the ability to accept coaching. When, when I was a, a player, when I, when I played sports athletics, uh, Pastor Isaiah, I know he, he ratted me out last week. Uh, he, I wasn't as good as he was making it up to be like, you know, I, I, I could play, but he, he was making me sound like I was a lot better than I was. Um, but when I, when I played athletics, when, when I was playing football, 
right? I, I experienced players that were like this. They were players that could not accept coaching. They were, they were players that, that they thought that they knew it all and that, that no one could tell them anything, right? I, I'm coaching now. I'm coaching uh, middle school track at Kennett Middle School uh, right now. And I have a, a few athletes that are like the best athletes, but they're in that same boat of they can't accept coaching. And, and what happens when you can't accept coaching is you maintain. You don't get any better. Like the things that I, I see that maybe you don't see because you know, I'm looking at it from a different perspective, a different view. Like you don't take those, those tips. You don't take those things and learn from them. And therefore you, you, you maintain, right? You stay the same. You watch as other students that are coachable. Like they, they take these things on and they begin to get better and better and better. And it's, man, it's like if you would just stop and just accept the coaching that I'm trying to help you in, right, you could be so much better. But can I tell you that I see that in life a lot. I see that in church a lot, right? It's, it's the thing of, uh, it's, it's that challenge of too many of us think that we've got it all figured out, right? Too many of us think that we've got it all figured out. And this is where humility comes into play. This is, hey, Lord, like I'm lowering myself so that I can see you through, so I can see myself through your eyes. See the, the things that maybe I don't even see. See the things that, that you're helping me try to understand as I grow in relationship with you. We see it in, in Matthew 5, 3. It says this, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Another translation says, blessed are those that realize their need for him. They simply realize their need for him. In Proverbs 29, 23, it says this, one's pride will, someone say will, One's pride will bring them low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. Right? You, you see that humility that is coming in of, man, I, I'm humbling myself so that I can accept what you're trying to do in my life. The things that maybe I've been doing this for the longest time this certain way, but I know that there's a better way now. I see that, Lord, I've been doing things maybe wrong that I need to continue to change and to develop and to, to, to step into. Can I tell you that, that growth stops when hunger fades? Growth stops when hunger fades. Think about it. Think about when you're sick. Anybody been sick recently or you've experienced a sickness maybe in, in, in the winter months, right? What happens when you're sick is you lose your appetite. Right? You lose your appetite. Your, your, your wife is like, hey, I've got this fixed for you. And it's like the, the best meal. Like you, you could be so, so looking forward to it, but like it just it doesn't, it doesn't like go for you. you. You don't want it, right? Because you lose your appetite when you're sick. Can I just go ahead and tell you, you lose weight when you're sick because you're not eating, right? Can I tell you that those that are sick spiritually, you can tell because of their lack of hunger? They have a lack of hunger, right? They, 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 they come into the house, they come into the room, and they stay like this when worship's going on. Right? There's that lack of hunger, there's that lack of, of desire to know him more, right? And, 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 and it's one of those things where they would, they would tell us when we were trying to gain weight and we're, we're trying to get bigger when we we're um, in, in sports and athletics, you eat, and as you eat, your appetite grows. Like, and can I tell you this morning, can I tell you right now that as you dive into more of him, right, your hunger for him will grow because you'll experience more of who he is. So continue to feed, yes. Continue to feed on his word. Continue to feed on, on that relationship with him. Humble yourself and allow him to do what he wants to do in your life. 
is when you lower yourself and when you lift up the highest authority, you open yourself up for wisdom, right? Understanding, knowledge. We, we see it in Proverbs 15, 31. It says this, the ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. The fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom. And don't miss this. Humility comes before honor. Humility comes before honor. It's that humbleness right, that says, hey, Lord, I don't see, but I want to see. Lord, it's, it's that prayer that we, that we see of, Lord, Lord, search my heart, oh God. Test my anxious thoughts. See if there's anything that is offensive in me and lead me in the way everlasting. It's that, that prayer of that humble servant. So this week, I was actually uh, texting one of our, our students, and I was just letting him know how, how proud of him I was. So uh, we had a, a, a frenzy night here uh, two weeks ago, and uh, I, I watched as he invited three of his, his baseball, play, baseball buddies uh, to Wednesday night. And I was just telling, he, he was texting me throughout the week uh, that they were coming. He was so pumped. He was excited because they're friends of his that he knows needs the Lord. And I was just telling him how proud of him I was because we had just gone through a series on Wednesday nights talking about ready, set, go tell. Right? And I was just challenging them to live out loud their relationship with the Lord right? and to, to talk about it, Don't, not to be silent, but to talk about what God is doing in their life. And uh, he was telling me how he was just encouraging them and just inviting them. And I was just telling him first, I was so proud that he had been taking that instruction and applying it. Right? He, he wasn't just sitting on Wednesday nights and saying, oh, that's good. Like, let me jot that down in my notes and then just keep living how I'm living. Right? He, was, he was applying those things. He was changing. He was allowing the Lord to work in his life right? so that he could, could, could develop. Right? So I was telling him I was proud of him, of him for that. But then also I watched on Wednesday night as he, during worship on, on that night that those three baseball players came, he came right up front and he began to worship hands raised in undignified praise. And I was telling him, I am so proud of you because I know that's not easy. Right? You play baseball with these guys. You, you, you spend time with them at school. They, they know you. Like, that is not easy. But I was proud of him because he didn't let who is in the room change the way he was going to worship. Right? He, he didn't let who was around his surroundings change the way that he was going to exalt his father. And it, it, we learn from, from, from these guys, man, undignified praise, humility that, that results in the ability to be coached. It, and it's just, it's incredible what the Lord is doing. So again, I'll say, man, we've got some incredible students in this house. Incredible students in this house. The next thing that, that I've witnessed that, that we all can just be challenged and encouraged by is their fear of the Lord. Their fear of the Lord. I've, I've seen as, as these students, right, they, they have such an honor and awe of who he is, right? And they're, they're, the fear of man begins to fade away, right? The fear of, of those around them and what others think is fading away, right? It's not this frightened fear of, oh man, I'm terrified of the Lord, right? It's, it's this fear to be away from this love and this grace and this forgiveness and this freedom that they found, right? It's the fear to, to, to displease the Father's heart and not care about what, what others think. They're coming to understand that this is all temporal, right? That we are temporary residents, as Peter talks about in 1 Peter. In Psalm 34, 4, it says this. 
I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Not some, not like a, a majority of them, but he freed me from all of my fears. Those who look to him from help, for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Do you see that? Right? I'm going to go ahead and talk to you like my students. Go ahead and just tap, tap your neighbor. Make sure they're not sleeping. Like make sure that there's not sawing logs. Like there's, there's, no, there's nothing coming out. Like their eyelids are open. There you go. There it is. Let me go ahead and read this for you again so you don't miss it. Right? For the angel of the Lord, he is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who, all who fear him. That, that's good news. That, that's really good news. He surrounds and defends all who fear him all who live in reverence, all who have that relationship with him that affects things, right? The psalmist here, he, he's proclaiming what the Lord has done. Lord, he, the Lord, he's freed me, right? He's, he's filled me with a radiant joy. As I look at his face, I'm being able, I'll be able to radiate the joy that I've, I'm experiencing in him, right? He, he's, he's going ahead and he's sharing his testimony of what he's experienced in the Lord. Right? He's experienced freedom from all from all fears, not some fears or not a few fears. No, he's saying, no, I've prayed the prayer of fear, go Holy Spirit, come. And I'm the culprit. I'm the, I'm the one on the other side experiencing that freedom that, that you can find too, right? All my fears, all my fears. He's saying, I'm done with those and I've found a freedom that's available to all of us. Because when the fear of the Lord is present, the concerns of this life begin to fade. And you begin to have that radiance from him. In Psalm 27, 1, it says this, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? So my challenge this morning is, may let worldly fear go. Go ahead and just begin to ask the Lord daily. Hey, Lord, help me. I pray against any fear that I may be experiencing, any spirit of fear. I'm praying against that. I'm inviting your Holy Spirit to come and to rule and reign here, right? It's again, it's, it's, it's allowing that fear to go and it's lifting up the highest authority. Because, and that's simply what worship is. That's simply what, what praise is. It's lifting up the highest authority and saying, hey, I'm going to put that, that banner ahead. I'm going to put that banner before me because Christ is my banner, right? And I'm going to go ahead and lift up that. And as I look there, man, the things here, they don't even matter. Or the things that I may be, may be facing or going through, the things that, that seem so much because my eyes have been fixed here, as I begin to lift up the highest authority, as I begin to lift up my eyes to the Lord, as I begin to magnify the Lord, right? He doesn't need to be magnified, but we're seeing him rightly. As I begin to magnify him, we begin to see, hey, this doesn't matter. He's there. He's there. And he's actually taking care of us. He's actually that guard that surrounds right? We may be experiencing moments of unhappiness because of our situation, right? But, but happiness changes because of things that happen, but joy is from the Lord and it remains, right? Joy is from him. And it's a promise that as you walk in him, right? As you begin to, to live your life, engaging with him, that joy just begins to fill you because of that relationship with the almighty God, right? That joy that is your strength. It goes on to say, verse eight, taste and see the Lord is good. Go ahead and just taste and see it. 
Like, go ahead and engage with him daily and experience the joy, experience the goodness that, that comes with that relationship with him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys, someone say joys. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Right? That have that intimacy, that nearness, that closeness, that knowing his heart that changes everything. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. This week, I was so proud of one of our students. He walked in two weeks ago on crutches, and I was like, oh man, what happened? He walked in on crutches, and, and he was telling me how he, play, he plays soccer, and uh, he, he kind of planted on, on his foot weird, and uh, he dove for the ball, and he just kind of felt this, this pop, and it just was, uh, this wasn't a good deal. So he was on crutches, and he was waiting to hear back from his results. And so then this last week, he walked in uh, without crutches, and I was like, hey, man, that's awesome. Like, you don't have any crutches. Like, this is great. And then he began to tell me, he's like, ah, oh, man. I, I tore my ACL and uh, I'm going to have surgery here and, and all this. And I, but I, I was so proud of him because uh, I, I said it like that, but that's not how he said it. Like he was overjoyed just because of the goodness of God. Right? He, he, had just, he just was coming from the doctor's appointment before on that Wednesday. Uh, and he was telling me how he had just found out this news that he was here and he was excited to spend moments with the father. Right? He, he had just torn his ACL. And, and, and everything like culture would say is, man, this is terrible. This is awful. Like, woe is me. But he, he has come and he actually helped lead and host uh, some of our, our moments on Wednesday night. And he was here just as joyous as could be, right? Just ready to experience an encounter with the Lord. And then at the end, in our small groups, he, he was like, hey, can we pray for that the Lord would heal my knee? I have, I have a doctor's appointment to go in for, to surgery here in a couple weeks, but I'm believing that I don't have to uh, have that surgery because the Lord is going to heal me. That, that's, yeah, come on. That's, that's the faith that we have in this house in our students. Right? They're, they're believing, hey, I, I know that this, this surgery is scheduled, but I'm not going to have to have this surgery because I know that my God can heal it. I know that my God can restore it. Verse 9, as we continue, it says this. Fear the Lord, you, godly, you his godly people. For those who fear him will have all that they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. So let me go ahead and help you understand this morning. This verse is saying that if you live with that fear, that reverence, that awe, right, that, that just holding him rightly with the Lord, all worldly concerns fade, right, because you've lifted your eyes to him, right? He is your concern. All worldly uh, fears and concerns fade, and you'll have all that you need. It says it right here, right? For those who fear him will have all that they need. But those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Hey, sign me up. That sounds pretty good right there. He, the Lord, he, he laid in my heart as I was praying for you guys, praying for this morning, that we are a people of, uh, we are to be a people of abundance. We are to be a people of abundance. But not just abundance for abundance sake. Right? We are a people to be of abundance to share. Abundance to share. And let me go ahead and help you and uh, just go ahead and clear the air. I'm not talking about abundance and, and just possessions. Yeah, that, that comes because we serve a, a, a God that takes care of his children. Right? So he always takes care of, there's, there's not going to be a need there because he takes care of those who love him. Right? But uh, I'm talking about an abundance of, of the fruit of the Spirit. I'm talking about a, a, an abundance of an authority to see strongholds broken. 
Right? I'm talking about an abundance to share of the hope that we've found. Right? No lack, it says. We're, we're going to be a people of no lack because of the goodness of our Father. It's almost like a, a tall glass of water on a, on a hot day. Anybody like, you, you're like, you get done working and you're like, you just, all of a sudden you go and it's like, you experience just it's a, this tall glass of water, right? It's like this a tall glass of water on a hot summer day and uh, you, you walk in and it's just so good and then you down it and, it and it's empty and you're like, oh man, I need some more. But can I tell you that a lot of us, we stay at that empty position, Right? We, we, we experience the goodness of God and then we just keep drinking of it. We keep drinking of it. We keep drinking of it. Right? And then it, it, it's empty and we stay there. And the Lord, he, he's, he's telling us this morning that he wants to be that, that, that one that is continuing to pour, continuing to pour, continue to pour as, as you daily encounter him, right? as you daily spend moments just knowing his heart, he wants to continue to pour so that you can pour out out of the overflow. Right? It, it's, it's that abundance Right, that an abundance to share out of the overflow. It's not that that oh man, I've got to give this because and I only have a little bit, and as I give, like I'm you know, it's going to keep getting lower and lower. No, he's saying he as you encounter him, as you spend moments with him, he's going to continue to pour and pour and pour, and you're never going to have a lack. Right, you're going to help, but you're not going to feel it because of the abundance of him. Right, because the abundance that you're experiencing in relationship. Right? I feel like so many of us, we get, we get concerned of, of helping others or, or you know, doing too much because, oh man, then I'm going to feel it. I'm going to feel the weight of it. Well, if you're, can, can I give you a secret here? If you spend time with him every single day, you'll never have a lack because he's going to fill you every single day. That's why we're so big here on daily encounters because daily encounters matter. Right? They actually lead to health and you can administer and help and encourage out of a place of health. It's not out of a place of lack, out of a place of, man, oh, I met with the Lord on Sunday, but now I'm dragging my feet the rest of the week, right? You encounter him daily, and you pour out out of the abundance. And lastly, number five, my worship team can join me uh, this morning. The fifth thing that I've seen in our students that we all can learn from and be challenged by is purpose. Purpose. And not just purpose for purpose sake, Action behind the purpose. Action behind the purpose. He's been, he's been saying to our students uh, over this last year in, in intimacy, and then this year as I was praying during the fast and, and asking, Lord, what would you have for our students this year? He spoke the word to me, action. He spoke the word to me, action. So he, he's declaring over our students and over this house that we are, are to be a house and a group of people with intimacy that leads to action. Not just intimacy for intimacy's sake. Not just, hey, Lord, I've connected with you. I've met you. Man, like, you're so good. Let me just go ahead and sit here in my fields. Right? It's, an, it's an intimacy that leads to action. Right? It's, it's an intimacy that, hey, I've met with the Lord, and I've experienced the joys of the Lord. I've experienced the goodness of, of his, his, the fruits of his spirit. Let me go ahead and show you what I've found. Let me go ahead and, and proclaim and help you understand the freedom that I'm experiencing. Right? It's encountering the Lord daily to be empowered in his presence to engage with your world. Right? To go ahead and show those around you the hope that you've found. It's like a really, really good meal. Anybody like you're sitting there thinking, oh, that, I could go for that right now. Right? That really good meal. Right? 
I've been on the receiving end of it, right? That really good meal, and all you can do is just talk about it. Anybody been there before? Hey, have you tried this restaurant? Or hey, have you experienced you know, the churros over here? Anybody a churro fan? I'm a churro fan. I like churros. I don't know why they just came to my mind, but it did. And I could go for a churro right now. Right? But when you experience something that is so good, you just got to share about it. You got to talk about it. Hey, you've never been there? Let me just go ahead and, and post about it on my, on my social media so you can go ahead and come find the place I found. You know, like You share about it. You tell about it. Right? You, you proclaim. And that's what the Lord is asking us to do. Right? You, you're experiencing intimacy with the Lord. You already experienced it right here this morning in our worship moments. Man, he, he's saying, hey, let that intimacy lead to something. Let that intimacy lead to something. Don't just have an intimacy for intimacy's sake. Right? Let it lead to an action. Let it lead to you talking about at work and with your family what you're experiencing. Right? Don't, don't go ahead and, and be tight-lipped. Right? Go ahead and share. Like, go ahead and proclaim. Go ahead and engage. Rub shoulders with people that are lost and need a savior. Right? In James 2, 14, it says this. What good is it to your brothers and sisters if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? It's a challenge. Right? Because if, if I'm honest, I see a lot of people that live there. Right? They say they have faith, but you look at their life Monday through Friday and you're like, I don't see it. I don't see that faith that you've been talking about. I don't see the faith that, that you, you, you proclaim on your social media. I'm not seeing it. It says right here, what good is it to your brothers and sisters if you say that you have faith, but don't show it with, by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough, unless it produces good deeds, and it is dead and useless. Man, so this, this morning, the Lord is, is, is challenging us as a people, as a house, to have that intimacy that leads to action. Right? Have that nearness, that closeness that leads somewhere, that it helps, right? It's, it's that loving out of the overflow, right? He, he wants to pour into your life. He wants to fill you with, with so much, right? He wants to give you no lack, right? No need for concern because he's your safe refuge. He's your, your, your strong tower, right? But let that lead somewhere. Let it lead to that loving out of the overflow, encouraging out of the overflow. Go ahead and let it lead to being so generous out of that overflow. Lord, I know that you're faithful and that you always will be. Let me go ahead and help someone in need, right? Not just, oh man, I've experienced this goodness and let me just sit here and I'm gonna, oh man, bask in it. No, let it lead somewhere. Let it, let it come out in your hands. Lead from your heart to your hands. So if you just wanna stand with me this morning, I'm gonna ask